0: You're listening to the HFO Multifamily Market Watch podcast. Apartment owners who need to know trust HFO, the leading source for multifamily information in Oregon and Washington. Welcome back to HFO's Multifamily Market Watch podcast. It's Monday, October 11th. I'm Mike Pierce, HFO Research Analyst. The big stories from this past week. Supply chain woes worsen with delays hitting nationwide for apartment developers. The US is in the midst of huge rent spikes nationally and a rental market update for Portland. HFO's podcasts are sponsored by Forensic Building Consultants, experts in multifamily due diligence assessments, construction design review, and more. HFO is your multifamily real estate firm in Oregon and Washington. Now onto our news briefing. The shortage of lumber and steel, not to mention a scarcity of labor, needed to assemble products to get them ready to ship often feels like it's getting worse, according to professionals in the industry. That sediment is backed up by a recent survey by the National Multifamily Housing Council, which found that 93% of the largest U.S. multifamily construction firms are now experiencing delays. That's the highest such figure that the council has recorded since April 2020, when the Research and Public Policy Organization first launched its survey on the outset of the COVID-19 pandemic. A staggering 100% of those firms said that they're seeing material price increases and another 98% said their business is being affected by a lack of construction materials. Commodities such as steel, glass, and softwood lumber are already subject to shifting values in the same way oil prices often waver, but the pandemic supercharged the cyclical nature of material costs in housing construction. Pent-up demand couldn't be met in 2020 as mills and factories shut down, stopping the flow of materials needed for production and decreasing overall supply. Meanwhile, Americans who began working from home during the pandemic no longer needed to live in small apartments near their offices and began searching for larger spaces. That kicked off a nationwide flurry of construction projects to address a need for housing, which has led to record high pricing for materials. The sharp, quick uptake in steel and softwood lumber prices is clearly illustrated by the Bureau of Labor Statistics producer price indexes, which measure average price over time. The index for steel parts started in June 1982, and the price of steel that month is used as the index baseline price. In January 2000, for example, the price of steel had risen above the July 1982 price by 15.4%. But as of July 2021, steel is priced more than 522% above the 1982 figure. Softwood lumber is priced at more than 185% of its June 1982 figure, after peaking in May at 465% according to the index. How is this all affecting renters' lives? For most apartment dwellers, increased construction costs come as a surprise. But there's also an effect. The cost on their housing. Higher costs can be significant on low-wage renters. The National Low-Income Housing Coalition says the United States is facing an affordable housing deficit of more than 7.2 million units. And a 2018 report from the council found that full-time minimum wage worker could afford a one-bedroom apartment at market rent in just 22 of the nation's more than 3,000 counties. This may lead you to the question, when will the situation improve both for developers and renters? It's a difficult question for those in the industry to answer. The makers and procurers of steel and timber are still working through a production backlog, and many are doing so without enough labor. To bring production back to near normal, there are jobs that need to be filled, followed by a massive amount of catch-up activity. The U.S. is seeing huge rent spikes nationally. The current spike in rents is most pronounced in places like Phoenix Metro or in Boise where rents for two-bedroom apartments have climbed 15% and 21% respectively in the last year. But those markets aren't unique. It's a nationwide phenomenon that's having a significant impact on housing markets, affordability, and access. Every one of the nation's 100 largest metro areas has seen a month-over-month rent increase for the past five months. Data from Zillow shows a similar national increase, up an average of 11.5%, or $200 compared to last August. The timing of this rent spike in many ways couldn't be worse. Most local eviction moratoriums have expired, and expanded unemployment assistance from recent stimulus bills has dried up just as the price spike for homes had pushed more high-income buyers, adding to the competition for a scarce supply. Landlords are raising rents, and those getting back into the housing market have been shocked by the sharp increases from just a year ago. Apartment List is a company that polls users as they register on the site and the percentage of apartment seekers who have characterized their search as urgent has jumped 10% this year. The U.S. has long been behind on providing enough affordable housing. While the federal government allocated $46 billion in emergency rental assistance, that relief has been slow to arrive to many parts of the country. One of the more damaging aspects of the rent spike is that it limits the existing resources set aside to support low-income renters. Higher housing costs are pushing more people to or past the margins. There are some positive developments on the horizon. House America, a recently announced federal initiative to fight homelessness, aims to boost the number of affordable units by at least 20,000 via partnerships with state and local governments. Multifamily construction is robust right now. The national pipeline of roughly 650,000 units is hitting levels last seen in the 1980s. But the issues that persisted before the pandemic have continued, meaning lower-income renters are most likely to be impacted. How is all of this affecting Portland? Although the pandemic rounded off a thriving decade for Portland and has constricted employment, The metro's multifamily market continues to benefit from a steady influx of residents priced out of more expensive West Coast markets. Portland remains one of the most affordable West Coast rental markets. Through the ups and downs, Portland maintains a relatively stable market. Furthermore, Portland offers a robust variety of industries, including technology manufacturing and construction. If one industry takes a hit, such as hospitality did during the pandemic, the diversity of overall market helps keep Portland strong. With an influx of migration still at play, Portland remains a growth opportunity in terms of asset values over time. Multifamily Northwest reports in their fall 2021 report that downtown Portland vacancy rate is now 4.63%. That's a 50% reduction from the spring of 2021. And while we're talking about Portland, let's give an update on the Landlord Compensation Fund. Of the $204 million Oregon received from the U.S. government for the latest round, it has paid out or allocated 71% including administration costs, but only 37% of the money has actually reached landlords on behalf of runners. New guidelines released by the Department of Treasury on Monday indicate the level of performance should be enough for the state to keep the money it's received. The new guidelines will allow Oregon to request more funding because it has committed more than 65% of the monies received by September 30th deadline. Another $156 million is already on the way according to a government executive although the state is receiving between 1,000 and 2,000 applications weekly, and the money is expected to disappear quickly. Between mid-September to October 4th, Oregon moved from being ranked 26th in the nation for distribution of rental aid to eighth place. The worst counties in the state for distributing funding include Marion County, which has received 10.4 million, but has not paid out any rental assistance by the end of August, and by the end of September, it had only paid out 575,000. Meanwhile, eviction filings in Oregon's totaled 361 in July, 463 in August, and 473 in September. The numbers do not include renters who move before the rental owner takes them to court. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a new edition of Multifamily Market Watch. Be sure to check out our most recent HFO-TV interviews. Our latest video features Dell Starr from forensic building consultants discussing what to do in case of an apartment fire at your building. HFO TV interviews are available on our website or our YouTube channel. You can always stay up to date on multifamily news throughout the week by visiting or subscribing to the Northwest Apartment Investor blog, available on our website. Thanks for listening and talk to you next week. Stay in the know with HFO. Listen to podcasts, read the latest news, or watch exclusive HFO TV interviews. Connect to our blog, podcasts, or video interviews directly from our website at hfore.com.